What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Kel Breezy. And I'm back again, man. Continue on this child's play. Well, now with Blank of Chucky franchise. Now, because now the little man got hitched. He's married. And this one movie, Bride Chucky, what came out in 1998. I actually, this is, I want to say this is the only movie in this franchise that I actually saw at the theaters. It, I went to the movies and saw it. My brother took me to go see it for my birthday. Um, It came out October 16th, 1998. My brother took me to go see this movie. This is the only one I saw in theaters. I think um, Cedar Chucky was the last theatrical release movie of the original movies. And of all the movies, I only seen two of them. Like, I wasn't I was born when Child's Play 1 came out, and all of them came out born. But I was too young to go to theaters. I didn't, you know, so nobody took me to the theaters to see them. So, yeah. Um, but this was the first. So this has a little, this is, this was a little special to me, actually. This is special to me. I would say that this kind of you know, has a special place in my heart, even though um, not a big, you know, it, it goes off the rails. It gets, it gets way, way from... The scariness that Child's Play 1 and 2 and kind of 3 was having. And then, you know, it just more one-liners. More one-liners from Chucky and then, you know, bringing in, you know. But, yeah, this this definitely is, has a special place in my heart. It got John Ritter in it, R.I.P. Um, one of, I'm not going to say one of my favorite actors for a physical actor, comedians, because he's a physical comedy, because his body and his face expression, and he just... He can just fall and throw himself around. Well, he's got hurt plenty of time doing it. But yeah, I remember Three's Company, Jack Tripper and uh, Eight Simple Rules. They're dating my teenage daughter, daughter, which they shortened to just Eight Simple Rules. Um, you know, Problem Child One and Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, he even was played the dad for on Scrubs for JD's character, which he he that that fits so perfectly because um. I forgot his name. The guy who played JD on um Skip from My Mind on Scrubs. Yeah, I could see him. I see a lot of um John Ritter in him. Yeah. So shouts out to John Ritter, rest in peace. Oh, uh, but yeah, I mean this movie special. Let's get let me go ahead and get straight into it here. Um so yeah. Let's pick up where we left off. This pretty much picks up where we left off at the part three years later. We all know, um, I, I'm after getting cut up in that big old industrial fan and put in the bag, killer doll Chucky, still voiced by Brad Dorf, is resurrected, resurrected, you would think me having a mother who's a pastor and celebrating Easter Sunday like I do for all these years, resurrected, then I say that word, so, but anyway, is resurrected by Tiffany, played by Jennifer Tilly, his ex-girlfriend, um, you know, the serial murderer who sold and Chucky, you know, he's a serial murderer, is sold inside the toy. You know, they, you know, so yeah, she has a friend that's in the police department who, um, was able to track down his, his body remains. He was in the bag and they found his remains. And of course, she killed the dude, man. Who is she? Chucky's his girlfriend? Why wouldn't she kill him? Hello, Dolly. 
yeah, oh man. Um so yeah, she resurrected him with the Voodoo for Dummies book. Like they really taking this voodoo thing left field. They're like the chant is they fully the chant was full out this time in this one. Still don't think it was long as it was in the first child's play movie, but yeah. It she did and Jennifer Taylor did the chant to bring him back. But we get introduced to um a lovely couple here. Yeah. So yeah, get to it. Lovely couple. Um Jade and Jesse. Jade's played by she's played by Catherine Hegel and Jesse's played by Nick Stabile. I think that's how you say his name. I'm guys, y'all know by now. I'm not good with names. Forgive me. Whatever. Um so yeah. Um, they have a best friend named David, played by Gordon Michael Wolvitt. And this is, and then this, this is how we we got introduced to John Ritter. He's played, he's Chief Warren Kincaid. He's Jay's uncle. Her parents have passed away. Was killed in a car accident before the movie starts. So, yeah. And David pretends to be Jay's boyfriend for prom date because Chief doesn't approve of her boyfriend Jesse. So they had to play along. Had to pretend like. Dave has to feel like he's a straight guy, which he kind of throws out hints he's gay because he's going to college on a figure skating scholarship and not ice hockey. Yeah, and he so knows how to, with flowers, how to keep them alive, you know. So it, it throws away. Officer Bailey was the guy that Tiffany killed in the beginning, so if anybody wondered or cared. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. Just. Somebody just throw that out there. Um, Needle Nose, also known as he's also Norton. He's the right hand man to you know the chief. They call him Needle Nose because his nose. Uh, Michael Lewis Johnson. Yeah. If anybody cares, I'm just throwing these names out here. But anyway, they they get called the rules. Get pulled over, and Jay's uncle shows up and told Jess, stay away from Jay, and all that, blah, blah, blah. They can't be together from two different worlds. He's not good enough. All that, good, all that stuff. Anyway, moving right along. So, <laughs> And, of course, the fun starts because Alexis Arquette, who's the sister, I'm going to respect R.I.P. to Lex Arquette. In this movie, it's been a male. Because Arquette's, I don't want to say wrong to the call and offend anybody, but transgender, I'm just going to say transgender was played. He was a, was a man at first. So, But then, it's over to Lex Arquette. Um, David Arquette's sister, I want to say. I think so. Yeah. Based on last night, I guess. I think so. But anyway, uh, plays Damien, who was a nerdy dude, but he saw Tiffany and saw what she was into. Switched over to being like this goth killer dude to impress her to try to have sex with her. But the night he thinks he finally finna get some, he insults Chucky and Chucky comes to, comes to life, rips his lip ring out, and smothered with a pillow. And he literally sat on the pillow and killed this dude. Yeah. But, you know, honeymoon's over because they get into it because Tiffany thinks. Chucky was going to ask her to marry him. He's like, no, nah, girl, please. 
you finna marry? He like, are you effing nuts? <laughs> he does laugh. Like, he cracked himself up. And she like, this dude ain't changed him, man. He care about himself. And Chucky like, I'm trying to get this body. He still on getting out this body trip, y'all. He got to get this body. He got to be human. So, she said, hell no. And she put him in a playpen. Because she thought, really thought he wanted to settle down, get married, have kids. He like, hell no. So, she like, well, you don't want to marry me, have kids? I'm not helping you get this body. I'm going to put you in this playpen. That was fucked up. You let me out of here. So, she's heartbroken, crying, laying into a dead dude. Blah, blah, blah. She ended up getting a doll, a female doll, putting a playpen with Chucky and and the ring that he she thought that was for him, that from him for her. She ended up putting on a necklace on a doll. He used it to break out, carving, getting out. And he kills Tiffany. And this thing he is able to transfer her body into the doll's body. And she gives herself a makeover to the doll we know now. It's Tiffany with the blonde hair, mold, all that good stuff. You call her Raggedy Ann. <laughs> and that's when this stupid thing, the, um, the um, magical amulet was introduced. They So they had to pretty much, they had to go get this magical amulet to restore them both to human form. So Tiffany knows Jesse. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. She wanna hit on him, but Jesse trying to be loyal and faithful to Jay. Good good guy. Good move. Good move, brother. I I'll give it to you. At that time, Jennifer Tilly was subtractive at that point. And he did the right thing. No it was hard for him, but he did the right thing. I've done the same thing, Jesse. Bravo, sir. Make some noise for Jesse doing the right thing. Anyway, so Tiffany makes a call to Jesse tell him, hey. I pay you to take a couple of dollars to Hackensack, New Jersey. You get half now, you get the half later. This is 1998, y'all. So remember, $1,000 was still kind of a big deal. Especially when you ain't got much money anyway. Not to knock people in trailer homes, but come on, $1,000. You're getting 500 now, then you get five other 500 when you drop them off. So he's like, yeah, I got to do it. So his plan is, I'm going to get this money. Me and Jay going to run away. We're going to leave. And of course, you know, Jay falls for like, yeah, let's go, let's do this. So, right when they think they think away, the uncle shows up, trying to plant some weed on them, poor little old Jesse. It's 1998, y'all, so weed's really not legal everywhere. So, he showed up, but hey, his plans backfire, and Chucky and goddamn Tiffany kill him. We had like, like the, like the airbag shot out with these nails him on the face. And, and Todd didn't catch the reference because it's 98, I'm young. He like, why does that look so familiar? Pinhead from Hellraiser. Go watch Child's Play. I'm sorry, Brother Chucky. When you see Kincaid Jumper's character gets hit in the face, all the nails and how he looks on his face, he looks like Pinhead. That's what the reference he was talking about. I didn't catch the reference then, but as I got over, like, oh, he was talking about Pinhead from Hellraiser. That's why it looks so familiar. Shout out to that. Yeah, shouts out to that. Him, Brother Chucky, shouting out. But anyway. They go on about their journey and get pulled over by Needle Nose. <sighs> Needle Nose finds the weed because Chuck had to throw the weed to distract him, keep him from finding uh, Chief Kincaid's body. And then he getting framed, and Jesse think he in trouble, but Chuck ended up killing Needle Nose by blowing his car up. He even had time to flip off a stoner. And he was like, rude effing dog. <laughs> anyway, they're on their journey. These, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say that Jesse and Jay, they're so freaking tiresome. 
like, and they're so it's so stupid and idiotic because they are accusing each other of killing someone. Like Jesse accusing her of killing Nina Nose, Jay accusing him. Like they going back and forth. And you know what's so crazy about them and stupid? They still go to Niagara Falls and get married, even though they don't trust each other. They think the other's a killer. They still get married like on their honeymoon. They don't trust her. They they don't constantly make the marriage or nothing. There was this this thief couple. She got this bad rain. They get killed by Tiffany chucking on the way. With this cool water bottle scene, champagne. She threw it up in the ceiling. Had um, a mirror. It came down, killed them. And one of the craziest at this point in franchise scenes. You actually have two dolls. Getting it on, they're consummating their engagement. I don't. They Americans never fishing because they just he just proposed and she said yes. So I guess bride to be of Chucky. That's a guess, whatever. But yeah, they they these dolls had sex, and she's like, wait, wait, do you have a rubber? You're like Tiff, I'm all rubber. Yeah, dolls having sex. Who would ever thought in this? Chucky Chaz play franchise. We will have Chucky having sex as a doll. Yeah, they even had a month like a montage of them of taking off her dress. Yeah, it got weird. That's this was the downfall of weirdness of pushing the envelope in this franchise when they decided to let them have sex and all that. And Chucky getting a, a hard on, getting a woody. Yeah, that's this is going too far, guys. That's this is the beginning of going too far. Yep. 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 Wait till wait till I talk about see the Chucky though. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to say I watched that movie because I don't remember too much of it. Damn it. Excuse me. Anyway. So back to the weird couple, stupid couple, Jade and Jesse. They like don't believe each other. Like Jade leaves the room and go call David. The gay friend from earlier that talked about how she thinks that Jesse's a killer and Jesse's in the room calling Dave and he clicking on back and forth trying to convince each other. And they find out what hotel they at the next morning. The clean lady going to the other suite to see the dead bodies. Jesse and Jay wake up nervous. And they like again accusing each other of being killed. Like, I can't keep doing this with you. Like serial killer, multiple murderer. They they're just like they it's so tiresome. Like, how would you Continue to be with someone you don't trust and you think they're a killer. What the hell is wrong with them? Like, seriously. Really, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all crazy. David shows her try to talk them out of and he's smelling something weird. Because, oh, I forgot to mention that Uncle did come back to life and wake up. He came, he snapped out, woke up. He wasn't dead the first time. With the nails in the face. Chucky ended up standing back many times when, wow, Jesse and Jay got married in a little cheap chapel. I don't get it. They're so stupid. Why? How could you get married to somebody that you don't freaking even trust, yo? Just like that. Got married. Anyway, so Dave, they're in the van riding Jesse's big blue knockoff A18 mystery machine van for stoners or whatever. And Dave trying to talk like, you guys couldn't do it. You guys love each other. You guys need her to fly. They but then he starts smelling something. She was like, yeah, tell you about leaving your dirty gym sock. And he's like, honey, these ain't no gym sock gonna smell it. He find a body, get the gun, and next thing you know, he pull a gun like, oh, yeah, y'all, I'm a killer. And once again, 
this couple blame each other for killing her uncle. See how quickly they turn on each other? Like, what the hell? But by this time, Chucky and Tiffany come to life and they both got guns. They took the guns from the other couple. Like, where are they hiding their guns? Like, make it not it's not noticeable, like. I mean, seriously, like, where is Chucky hiding his gun, his big gun? His overall, like, without no, that's not noticeable. Where's Tiffany hiding her gun? I mean, her dress kind of tight fit the, the damn doll's body. Like, where are y'all hiding these guns? Seriously. Come on. Food for thought. But then David jumps out the van. He on the expressway. They pull over. Trying to get the police attention. And he does. Police try to turn around. But as he jumps out, come back, hop in the street of a busy expressway, 18 wheeler crushes this dude. Like, no remains left, whatever. Pretty cool Delph, I guess. And then they get chased by police. Chucky shoots at the police and they get away. And, of course, Chucky told him, hey, just explain this story. It'll take about three, four movies to give it justice. So they get rid of the van. So they kill this old couple and take their RV. And she baking, Tiffany baking cookies and making Swedish meatballs for Chucky. The toxic couple of Jesse and Jay use their tox toxicity. I, use, I don't want to say that word. Their toxicness. To bring the vision between Chucky and Tiffany. They get an argument. Jay kicks Tiffany to the oven. And Chucky tries to shoot Jet, shoot at Jade. And pow. And gets knocked out the window by Jesse. Now they crash. They got to get out. RV blows up. <laughs> Goddamn. Tiffany's burnt to crisp. Chucky kidnaps Jay. They go to the, they're going to get this damn necklace. Which is around the neck of Charles Lee Ray's body. Chucky's original body. I don't know why this is even a big deal. In like 10 years. He's been, his body's dead 10 years. Been in the grave for 10 years. I don't know if they dug it up to see if he's really, his body's there. Like 10 years, y'all doing this now. I don't even remember why. It's just, they just put it in there so I can them the necklace. And so the necklace around his neck and he made Tiff, uh, Jay open the casket. To get the stupid necklace and breaks his neck, like, ah, bitch, you broke my neck. Now, she, he got the emboller, then the necklace, the amulet. Jesse shows up with, shows up with Tiffany, her, her hostage gunpoint. They do a lady switch off, trade off. <laughs> Chucky's such a douche, man, douchebag. Tiffany, catch me. He just looks like, ugh, undisgustingly, her fall, and he throws a knife, try to. He was aiming at Jay, but Jesse turns around, takes the knife in the back, and so just both of them just falling out the way. I don't know. And then somehow they get tied up. And then Chucky got the ambulance ready to do his old chant thing. Like all of a sudden, Tiffany get a conscious and literally stabbed his man in the back with his own knife. But you know, it takes more than to kill Chucky. Well, so we thought. But anyway. They get into a fight with shovels. Good angles, so you know it's actually it's little people, smaller people. Can't say the M word. The M word. Can't call them that. That's rude. It's offensive. So little people. It's nice way I can put it. They're fighting with shovels. This is pretty intense. Like at one point, Chucky got the upper hand. Tiffany got him started strangling this boy. Had him down until he got a knife and stabbed her. 
Once again, like this more throughout this movie, she kept saying with her mother. My mother always said, my mother said, all this, my mother said, love me to death to me or some crap. I don't know. And Chucky like, get off my night. By this time, Jason ties himself, smack Chucky in the grave. And Chucky freaking out because he in the, in the plot with his dead human body. Freaking out. He in that grave and then detective shows up. The detective lieutenant guy who's been tracking him down this whole time. What was his freaking name? Um, Lieutenant Preston played by Lawrence Dan. Dane. I say Dan. I mean Dane. Whatever. Who cares? So yeah. That happened. And when he pulled, walked up on them, she's Jay, like, got the gun. And she's like, y'all stop. And he see Chucky running around his tomb and his grave. Help, help, get me out, let me out. He's like, what the hell am I looking at? And so next thing you know, Jay fired like four, six shots. She shot him six times. Shot him six times. No. Dr. Loomis from Halloween. I shot him six times, Halloween too. 1981. Okay, whatever. And Chucky died. It was like, really? That's it? There's a lot of stuff he's been through. Just shoot him like that and that's it? Dang. I guess. And of course, it'll seem like y'all good to go. If I need to ask questions, I know where to find y'all. Or not, really. And you think the move's over? Tiffany comes, wakes up, and she gives birth to a hideous, silver teeth, fanged baby. But didn't she get stabbed in the stomach? Wouldn't that kill the baby? I don't know. Baby just just attacks Lieutenant and then goes off. I guess he killed him. I don't know. It's interesting to see how this movie ended and how Cedar Chucky came about. Yeah. So yeah, this, this like I said, that's that's the Bride Chucky in a nutshell. And like I said, this was the beginning of how this movie just went off the rails in the franchise. And I'm glad they didn't stay off the rails too long ago. By Curse of Chucky, they got back to the, you know, scariness. But anyway, yeah, this this is Bride of Chucky. This has a special place in my heart, no matter how ridiculous it can get and is. Yeah. So um, let's see here. IMDB gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Ron Tomato scored it 49%. Yeah. Um, like I said, it came out in 1998. Directed by Ronnie Yu, who also directed um Freddy versus Jason. I'm shaking my head no because like, yeah, this. Yeah. This movie was on a it, it brought in a lot of money. It brought in it doubled what it put out in the box office. It, it was on a $25 million budget. And it brought in on box office 50.7 million. So I, that's a big win, actually. If you can bring in what you made, whatever you put out your movie, you double that when you know that's a big win for me. Um like I said, this was written by, you know, Don Mancini and production company with David Kirshner. They still holding down, holding each other down. You know, so. This is brought to by Universal. Now on a five-star rating, my, I give this movie on a five-star, on a rating, five-star rating. Um, Consider everything that went on in this movie. I like the new look they gave Chucky, the whole. 
stitched up look. I do like it. It's very, it's became more iconic than his original doll look. I do like it showing some wear and tear, like oh, I'm still kicking ass, taking names. Um, I did like the aspect of him have a, somebody else, like Tiffany, bring her in. She's a growing character in the franchise that people have loved, loved grown to love and just like to see on camera. Um, but the characters, the other characters, Jesse and Jay, they got on my nerves. Like, oh my gosh, come on now. It's good to see John Ritter. But it's just no replacing Alex Benson as Andy Barkley. It's just no replacing. I understand why he can't, you know, move on. Sorry. But um, on a five-star scale, I give this movie a big old... I give it a 3.9. Give it a 3.9. Okay, I, I gotta be serious. Three point five, no, three point eight, three point eight. Final answer, three point. I give it three point eight because, like I said, it was something. It did something different than the usual because it seemed like after Child's Play two, Child's Play three was kind of trying to do the same thing. Child's Play two, but did they? I give them points. I give them credit for doing something different. So I'm stick with my three point eight, doing something different, bringing a new look to Chucky, not trying to bring back the good guy doll franchise and that stuff. So it was good. It got off the rails a little bit with the whole six doll sex scene and all that, and just then the third and stuff with the characters of Jaden and Jesse. It's so oh, I'm trying tired. Had some decent kills with the whole with like I said David getting hit by eighteen wheeler. That was cool with the whole champagne bottle throwing it up to the sit the mirror on the ceiling and it shattering, cutting him up. That was some cool kill. Um, but I mean, yes, I just move. I give it three point eight. I, I I give it a three point eight. It's a good movie. Uh, it's a pretty good, decent movie. I give it that. But because that's special smart, I'm three point. I'm sticking with. All right. Now, I did find some um, kind of some fun facts that we I know may not know. You, whoever listening, may know may not know. Let's get into it. Um, they recycle a death scene. As the case with filmmaking characters and scenes can end up on the cutting room floor due to a variety of reasons. However, it's not often they are later re-implemented. In Dumb Messina Richard script for Chaps play, he painted the babysitter demise as being electrocuted by Chucky whilst in the bathtub. This was later changed in the final film and went with unused. And went unused. However, my scene is playing on the DVD. Actors commentary that he decided to reincorporate it for brighter Chucky. So I I I like the fact that they say oh, we didn't use to get to use this kill in the first one. So let's use it now. And I appreciate it. I liked it. That's pretty dope. Um personal beef with Martha Stewart. Because you remember the scene when she was Tiffany so obsessed with Martha Stewart and Chuck like, who the fuck is Martha Stewart? My idol. <laughs> yeah. I heard Martha Stewart. Yeah. So anyway. Later on, after she did the later on, Tiffany cussed out Stewart in frustration. Finally, when when Telly guest star on the Roseanne show in nineteen ninety eight, she mentioned attempting to follow Stewart's tip on how to remove an avocado pit with a knife. However, it ended in a bloody mess. Roseanne gave Tilly a chance to redeem her stake to which joke I won't do it the Martha Stewart way. I would do it the Jennifer Tilly way. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway. Now that I remember the stupid sex thing, let's get into a little something here behind the scenes stuff. It's definitely a standout moment here. According to the DVD actor's commentary, while Jennifer Tilly and Brad Dourif were looping dialogue, she asked if they could improvise some noises for the scene to which they allowed. Tiffany and Tilly, Jennifer Tilly and Brad Dourif had a ball while recording, and one of the biggest laughs came when Tilly asked Chucky if he had protection, which he quit looked at her, look at me, I'm all rubber. So yeah, they got to the ad-lib, they just added in instead of just being quiet and just, yeah. Yeah, that's was very unneeded scene in the movie. Ugh. Ugh. So anyway, Marilyn Manson, yes, Damien Baylock, Alex Alexis Arquette's character. Was Tiffany's wannabe boyfriend later an unfortunate victim of Chucky? Even though later on, Baylock's true identity was later revealed to be Howard Fitzwater. In the newscast, the gothic Damien was compared to his more subdued, be skeptical, and clean taping former self. This alluded to singer Marilyn Manson and his original moniker, Brian Warner. Can we see where they got that from? They made this guy, Damien, to be like Marilyn Manson. Originally, Monsignor offered a role to Manson, but he declined. Manson is one of a few high-profile names who were offered parts in the franchise, including, including director Quentin Tarantino, among others. This was discussed during a panel for Bride and... See, okay, whatever. Now, this was a big deal in the opening credits, the horror movie reference galore, where in, uh, I, it, it's, they paid homage to it, but it didn't really make sense. But they paid homage to the other slasher killers in the franchise and the in the evidence locker where you got this you know from nightmare industry from friday 13 halloween texas, texas chainsaw massacre where you saw fred cruz gloves michael myers mask a chainsaw from leatherface um different things um and on damien his name come from the sun from the omen, Damien, that's where they got it from. I mentioned Chief um Kincaid's um death with the knit nails, Hellraiser, Pinhead. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Um, the time lapse, my last one, time lapse on Child's Play 3 was released seven years before this movie. The explanation for the why time gap was attributed to the film's poor box office performance. Monsignor felt by the time he wrote the third installment, he was creatively drained and faced pressure from Universal to write the next sequel. Despite this significant time gap, the movie takes place a month following the events of the last film. I did not know that myself. Really? I'm going to read that again. Um... Despite this significant time gap, the movie takes place a month. One month. A month. A month means one month. Following the events of the last film. So, actually, in the Chucky universe, Bride of Chucky takes place one month 
after Chavs played three. Wow. How about that? For further movies until Curse of Chucky, this would become a regular thing due to various circumstances. This was discussed during the panel for Bride of Chucky. What? Wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting, yo. Man, I didn't know that. It, I thought it was like years, but that makes sense. Like she actually found his body and stuff. Because, man, that's crazy. Only a month between Child's Play 3 and Bride of Chucky. You learn something new every day, folks. So I, I hope whoever listens to this episode, they hear, wait till they get to this part of the episode to hear that. Because I didn't know that. But anyway, guys. This is my episode about Bridal Checking My Rundown Takeover. Like I said, I give it a 3.8. I'm sticking with it. 3.8 out of 5 stars. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I'm really sticking with the 3.8 now. I learned about the time lapse. Wow. Okay, cool. Anyway, guys, don't forget to click those links down below. Support my main man, Benny Anderson, his music, and the link down there for the Kills World and Wrestling 901 merchandise and all that other stuff. I'm your main man, Kel Breezy. You're in Kel's world. It's a happy place. It's a fun place. It's a loving place. One love and I